That Blues, Royal Blue family, you've got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues, back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Trips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host Jed here alongside my co-host Bolt. How are you Bolt? Jedy, nice to see you during the week. It is, it's good to see you uh, not to record a review. This should be a much nicer episode Bolt. Um, A massive addition of the show. We've got a legend of this football club uh, joining us today, David Reese jones He'll join us in just a moment. We're going to reflect on his illustrious career in Navy Blue, what he thinks of us right now and how we're tracking right now, but most importantly, to raise awareness for Prada-Willie Syndrome, PWS. The PWSA, the Prada-Willie Syndrome Association, has got its biggest month. May is Prada-Willie Syndrome International Awareness Month, and the Prada-Willie Syndrome Association of Victoria is hosting its biggest annual fundraiser bolt. It's called the 15 for 15 Challenge. It's spearheaded by the great David Reese jones whose son suffers from this life-threatening condition. Bolt, it's kicking off on May 17, uh, so it's already kicked off, and it ends on May 31, so there's still a little bit over a week to go. Uh, The challenge takes its name from the PWS condition in which several genes on the 15th chromosome are deleted or unexpressed, which leads to individuals developing insatiable appetites, difficult behavioral traits, and development problems that last a lifetime. So we're going to speak about this with David. Uh, He's doing incredible things for this foundation and to raise awareness. And this month, as we've said, is, is really big. So pwsavic.org.au. Head to the website to find out more. We'll say it again at the end of the show, but for those listening, pwsavic.org.au. There's so much going on, so head to their website. But And Bolt, we'll touch on this during the episode when we speak to David, but the PWSA are doing a massive giveaway Uh, every person who donates to this challenge, no matter how big or small, will go into the draw to win a VIP day at the footy for you and three friends as a guest of the AFL in the Medallion Club. So awesome prize on offer, and it's for any 2023 AFL home and away game. So we've got half the season to go, Blue Baggers. So there's plenty uh, on offer here. We're going to go straight ahead, Bolt, and bring David in. Uh, Really, really appreciate, once again, David, taking the time to join us, and we'll bring him in now. David Reese jones welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. And, um, yeah, yeah I, wish, I wish the club was going a bit better on field at the moment, but anyway, uh, we're going to have a chat about that a bit later. 100%. Oh, I think we all do. But 
The main reason why we've got you here today is because May is Prada-Willy Syndrome International Awareness Month and well, the Prada-Willy Syndrome Association of Victoria is hosting its biggest annual fundraiser. It's the 15 for 15 Challenge, which is obviously spearheaded by yourself and it's a cause that's very close to your heart um, in regards to your son, Cooper. Um, are you suffering from this syndrome? Do you mind, I guess, enlightening our audience a little bit more about Prada-Willy Syndrome? Yeah, look, Prada-Willy Syndrome is a deletional or partial deletion of the 15th chromosome. And, um, and basically our chromosomes are what put us together on, you know, and, and, and make, us, uh, make us work um, properly, I suppose. And um, the, the, the 15th chromosome affects the hypothalamus, which is like a, a regulator in the brain. Um, it regulates, you know, hunger, thirst, um, body temperature, uh, mood, um, basically everything. So, uh, yeah, he's, um, Cooper's, um, yeah, regulator doesn't work as, as, as you know, as it, as it should. And, um, and where a lot of people have heard of this is the hunger side of it. The, the kids are, have an insatiable appetite. They don't know when they're, um, when they've eaten, you know, basically they, they, they've got a hungry feeling all the time and, and uh, a drive to eat. So, um, yeah, and that can cause obviously life, um, threatening conditions. So, uh, just before I got on here, I had to, because it's only Cooper and me home at the moment, so I had to make sure everything was locked up. The the, uh, the pantry's uh, got locks on it. The fridge is uh, locked up, and uh, wow. yeah, so so he can't get food. But he, he's happily watching too. But yeah, and, and the home is a safe space for him because he knows he, he can't get food here. So uh, yeah, he, he knows what times um, his meals are available and so forth. So uh, yeah, but he still has that lingering. Um, um, hunger and, and that creates a bit of anxiety as well. Yeah, it's it's very interesting and and certainly um, there's a lot of information available on the website which we'll put in all of our uh, bios and in in our socials so that the audience and the people listening to this can find out more. But David, do you mind just telling us a little bit about what you're doing? You are obviously doing so much at the moment. You're a major ambassador um, for the PWSA. Can you? just sort of give our audience a bit of an insight into what this month looks like for you because as Bolt mentioned May is the main month where we're raising awareness yeah yeah a lot of it's to raise awareness and also to raise some funds too to help the um, the families and, and the people who are who are afflicted by uh, this condition as well so yeah I'm doing quite a quite a bit of media stuff um, yeah podcasts I'm, I'm doing some radio stuff some TV stuff so uh yeah, it gets a bit hectic this time of year for me, but um, yeah, the, the important thing is to get the awareness out there of the condition and, and also to uh, raise some much-needed funds, um, which will also go towards um, some research into intracardiovascular syndrome too in, in conjunction with the Monash, Med, Med, Monash Medical Centre. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty important for, for us. It's, it's not a very well-known condition and, and therefore it doesn't get any government funding or or much help in, in, in any way. So we've, uh, the mums and dads have got to get out and, um, you know, hustle and, and, and get some money in ourselves. So, uh, yeah, it is important, but, um, yeah, hopefully we can we can do that. And uh, what I've done with, with the 15 for 15 um, is basically you do 15 things over 15 days. Uh, the first um, crack I had it was, was doing push-ups and... Um, yeah, I, I bloody saw at the end of that. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll probably this is about my fifth or sixth uh, go at it. And this year, 
looking at the 15 highlights. Uh, Tony DeBolfo, the great cult historian, um, uh, we did some interviews and um, yeah, the 15 highlights of my career. So uh, just going over that on Facebook and, and if anyone wants to jump on, just uh, get onto Facebook David, and, and look up David Reese jones <laughs> public profile page. So David Reese jones 26 put type in there and you'll uh, find it pretty easy. And um, yeah, over the 15 days, go through 15 highlights slash lowlights, I suppose. Depending on how you look at them, but, but yeah. Well, it's a great lead-in then. So we'll get into a bit about, I guess, your own career. Um, so you spoke about the highlights, the lowlights, plenty on both ends, I'm sure. I guess the one thing that, whether it's fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of people, I guess, would connect you with is, I guess, you holding a very infamous record of the most times reported in VFL, AFL history. Um, I think the number's 25. I'm happy to stand corrected on that one. Um Oh, only 25, it's a good way of looking at it. Probably would have been 45 in this day and age. <laughs> but, um, well, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the funny side of it was, uh, you know, uh, 17 times I was, I was up there as a witness, so yeah, there were 42 <laughs> times I was involved, but yeah, not far off the mark there. Oh, you could have, they pro- the tribunal probably should have made you start paying rents or something. <laughs> 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 well, I had my own suit up there at times, but yeah, you know, it was uh, a different ball game back then, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I did cross the line a few times. Yeah, and it's, I mean, look, it's 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 interesting. You were certainly one of the most loved Carlton players of all time, and I, I think when people look at your career and they think of, um, you know, some of the reports, from your point of view, because this is, I think, something that I've always wondered, was... Your courageous, I guess, attitude and style on the field, was that as a result of, uh, I guess, what you were being told to do? Was that just naturally how you personally approached the game? Um, how did that sort of all come about? Oh, yeah, no, no, look, I, I never had any fear out the football ground. I, I, you know, the ball was there, you had to go at it, <laughs> go hard at it, so... Um, and I wasn't, um, I suppose, built, I was, I was pretty lightly trained, Especially when I first started at South Melbourne back in back in 1980, I think I was about 62 kilos in, in today's with 10 and a half stones wow. back then. So um, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty light on, um, but oh, it was the way I played and the way I, you know, um, needed needed to play to be able to get the ball and and, and do what I could do well. So um, I, you know, and I think seeing this. Um, skinny kid sort of running around and, and trying to ruffle feathers um, you know, didn't sort of didn't sit well with a few of the um, uh, stockier um, bulkier players out there and, and and you know I mean I, I developed a bit of a reputation and, and, and therefore you know you, you, you started getting targeted back then if you, if you had any perceived weakness um, mine was that you know I'd, I'd start you know fighting or, or wrestling or whatever on you know um, so you know with the Obviously, coaches have sent players out to deliberately put me off my game, and, and you know, um, you know, they're sort of pinching you, whacking you on the, you know, when the ball's 50, 60 metres away, and just crap stuff, which you wouldn't have to put up with these days. So, um, yeah, people say, oh, you you wouldn't want to play these days, and I say, I'd love to play these days because you, you just go out and play footy and not have to worry about the the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess you said there that, you know, coaches would send players out to, to I guess, niggle you and, and get under your skin. Was that ever, were there ever, was there ever an inch in an instance where one of your coaches would send you to 
I guess, go out and get under someone else's skin? Or was that just something, I guess, that you naturally did? Like, was there... Cause... Yeah, they didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to jump in and I say that. They expected it, so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the... Who was probably the toughest, I guess, opponent niggler you had then over your time? Who was the one where if you knew you were lining up against him that day, you'd go, oh, like not him? No, no one really. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I probably played my worst games of footy against um, guys who were having their 15, 16, 17th, you know, whatever, you know, younger players who I probably took me eye off the ball a bit and, 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 and tried to do um, I, I probably played my best football put it that way against um, against the better players so I, I, I was always up for the challenge of playing against um, you know the better players in, in the competition and um, when I was up against them I, I seemed to you know produce a bit more so it was um, yeah and, and, and sometimes you'd be you'd be stuck there on a, on a guy you know you wouldn't really even know his name and, and all of a sudden you know he's, he's picked up 15 or 16 kicks and, 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 and you know, had a, had a reasonable day and you've sort of just potted around and done, done bugger all, really, so... Yeah. yeah I, I, I probably... That was a challenge um, for me, you know, while I was playing. Fair enough. And then, well, we may as well get into, I guess, the better bits of your Carlton career. So, 1987 Premiership player. Feels a bit weird speaking about Carlton Premierships on our platform at the moment, but it's obviously just as famously known. I guess you spent... I guess the majority of your career on a wing and then you shifted to centre-half back on that grand final day and you took down Dermot Brereton. Um, I guess, tell us, I, I guess, how long, you know, how early into the week did you know you were going to get the role on Dermy? I guess one of the AFL's greats as well. Um, what that premiership means to you, you know, I guess a little bit about the day because I think a lot of the younger generation wouldn't even know what grand final day is like at the moment. <laughs> It's been a while, hasn't it? Unfortunately, but uh, look, it, it was um, you know Wallsy sort of had us as, as just a normal lead up. Our, our training didn't didn't change that much. Um, we went in the rooms after after Thursday night training, and, and the team was up on the board, and I, I was at centre back. I think all the eyes turned towards me when we when we did walk in, and um, I think it sort of might, might have even shocked a few of my teammates as well as myself. But yeah, that was. Um, you know, that was a, the challenge that was there sort of thing. I think Wolsey sort of went to it straight away, you know, and because it was an obvious um, obvious difference of what we were going to be trying to do. So, um, yeah, he put faith in me to be able to, you know, handle doom at that day. And, um, you know, it all worked out pretty well for us So and, and for myself. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was pretty determined that day to put in a good performance we, we had um, some of our mates I think Des English contracted cancer that year and, and, and Mott's um, Peter Motley yep. had his serious accident uh, my good mate Bernie Evans um, who I got down from the Swans uh, he got rubbed out for one week which was that grand final so there are a few boys who, who couldn't be out there with us and um, I, I, I know you know it was in the back of my mind that I wasn't going to let it down so uh, um, and I think you know it was in the back of most of the players minds that day but um we got the job done and, 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 and more importantly won the game so uh, that was that was the most important thing yeah absolutely absolutely uh david looking back at your career obviously uh a carlton legend and have so many amazing memories but recently you were invited into the rooms to hand Lockie cow and his guernsey in round one this year what do moments like that mean to you where you're sort of coming back to the club and 
and handing you know a young lad his Guernsey before his first match. What what sort of what does that do for you these days, and how do you reflect on your career? Yeah, look, I, I, I got back involved with the club um, back in 2006. We formed a group called the Spirit of Carlton, which ended up taking over the, the past players component as well. Um, and, and that was to just really raise some funds and, and, and help the club. They were, they were on their knees at that stage, um, another wooden spoon sort of thing. And, um, yeah, there's a group of us who wanted to, you know, get in and, and, and try and help the club back on, onto its feet and, um, and you know, in, in a small way contribute sort of thing. And we we got to, together with the players at the time and the coach was Dennis Pagan and... Uh, and explain what we wanted to do and um, yeah so you know we've raised you know probably well over a million dollars over that period wow. now and um, which has gone all gone to the football department or, or to past players um, so it's been um, you know been fantastic to get back involved that way and and the smaller things like going in and um, and uh, you know presenting a jumper to you know obviously my old jumper number 26 to uh, Lockie Cowan was um, was terrific. He, he seems a, a terrific young kid, and um, it's funny. I've, I've, the, he he actually played um, last year for the for the team I coached down in North Launceston. Oh. So um, there's a little bit of a connection there as well. And he's um, he seems like a good kid. I'm, I'm you know um, hopefully he's back in the team um, soon because I think we need to start really developing some of those younger players. Um, and he seems you know strong enough above the shoulders uh, to be able to handle it as well and, um, and and he's a beautiful kick and everything so hopefully he has a long and, and distinguished career because uh, um, I'm the last name on that locker at 26 so um, and you've got to play over 100 games or in mm. a premiership to get your name up there so uh, hopefully he does both and, um, and uh, his name's un- underneath mine It's a fair call, I actually can't think of many good 26s now in the last 20 odd years there hasn't, there hasn't no, there. Parksy, Parksy wore last year. Yeah, yeah. Goer sort of thing, and um, Andrew McInnes. He started well, and I actually think him playing in the twos at the moment is actually going to do him a world of good. Just go back and focus on what he needs to, I guess, get right in the long run. Um, and you actually spoke about your time down in Tassie. So, given that you were originally with South Melbourne when they relocated up north to Sydney, how do you feel? I guess, I guess you can almost in the modern game. We've now got the Tassie team joining in 2028, and you've spent time down in Tassie. What are the challenges of, I guess, relocating as a player and? I guess going to somewhat of an expansion team. How do you think that's going to fare in the modern age we live in? Well, you know, when I went from South Melbourne up to Sydney, you know, we, we went to a state which had absolutely no interest in AFL whatsoever. And um, so, sorry, I shouldn't say New South Wales because um, it was fairly big in Canberra at the time, and Wagga had yep. a reasonably strong competition. But uh, I mean, Sydney itself, it was. Uh, no, it wasn't thought of much, and um, rugby, rugby league um, was was the game there. So you know, e- even trying to get um, snippets of um, you know picking up the, the Sydney paper, and you know, you almost be back at the death columns before you see anything about Australian rules, and yeah. be a little snippet of something that wasn't all that interesting anyway. So 
yeah, it was different, um, obviously, to Melbourne, where, you know, the back page of the paper and, and most of the sports bit was just covered in, in, in all the VFL footy as it was seen. But, uh, yeah, so it was um, it was different and hard up there. It was, it was tough times. We weren't allowed to train on the SCG and, um, you know, little things like that. We, we just, you know, got no favours whatsoever. So it was uh, it was difficult times, but I think uh, people who remember back will, will remember the, that Sydney Swans team, you know, the first one up there, we were, were pretty competitive against most teams we played. So yeah. uh, probably played above ourselves and, um, yeah, and, and, and had some great efforts. I mean, we beat Carlton in 82 and they went on to win a premiership. And I think we beat Essendon in 83 and, um, or, or 84 or whatever. So, you know, we, we could match it with the best of them then, but um, probably just weren't, weren't consistent enough to, to play finals. Fair enough. Yeah, that's totally fair enough. And I mean, it's. I think the good thing about Tassie is there's there's a market there. It's proven. There's a massive footy community there. They're going to get right behind it. I think it's going to be a major success. And I think we all can't wait to see the Tassie team come that, in. And on that note, hands off Lockie Cowan. <laughs> well, let's, 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 let's hope um, because there's some people down there, some anti-football people down there who are trying to... Uh, trying to derail things at the moment so let's hope they don't get their way and, um, and, and they do get that stadium because that, that can be used for a lot of other things I mean um, you know concerts and different things so they can really make some money down there and and, and you know it's a great state Tasmania I, I spent three years living there and I, I get back whenever I can and uh, it's a great place to visit for anyone who hasn't been down there um, get down there they're good people and uh, yeah it's, it's a terrific spot just take it take your woolies with you <laughs> no, absolutely. And that stadium is going to bring so much more than football to the state. Um, David, just one last question before we let you go. Obviously, as we sort of take a look at how the football club are going at the moment, it's times could be better, I think, to say the least. <laughs> but um, I just want to get your thoughts on, I guess, the current state of the footy club, what your beliefs are and how you think um, we can turn this around going forward. Can you give our listeners something to to go by for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, look, we've got the Swans and they're pretty well completed this week, so um, we, we, sh- we should be able to get over them pretty easily. But uh, I'm actually going up for that one too. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, we, we've 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 started to get players who've got the ability, and I think that's where you get your hope from. And um, you know, I mean, we we sort of um, talk about Harry and, and Charlie down that forward line, and that you know they should be kicking winning scores and so forth, but. Right across the board, I think at the moment we're just um, we're a team who's playing with very little confidence and you know and, and, and very little trust in each other. I mean, you, you know, you watch Collingwood at the moment the way they're playing. They they trust you know to be able to win and they they run off and, and they you know they 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 just move the ball well. I mean, it's hard to say this being a Carlton person. Yeah. But, uh, they're, they're pretty good to watch at the moment. And and, and as for our guys, they're. Um, they just don't seem to have that confidence um, at the moment. And the only way you get that through winning. So they really need some hard-fought wins. They, they, they just need to um, get back and do it the hard way. And then and then it'll start to pick up. It'll, it'll really pick up. And they get a couple of wins on the board. The confidence starts building. And that's when you can start, um, you know, not showboating or anything, but uh, start showing off your skills and showing your, your class and... and and that's really what we need to do. We, we need to knuckle down and start having some good wins. So good, hard-fought wins. Um, not pretty wins, but um, good wins. And then um, it'll, that, that, that'll that build the confidence and that'll take care, 
care of itself. But if, if we don't, then, um, you know, it's going to be another long season and, and, and a bit of a wasted season. But, um, yeah, mm. we've, we've, we've definitely got the talent there at the moment, so the excuses are starting to run out. They are, and I guess that's the frustrating thing, but you are right. Um, before we do let you go, we'll just obviously inform the audience once again with PWS um, in the the 15-day challenge. We will drop a donation link as well on our socials for people to donate. I think, Absolutely. I think it is encouraged, $1.50, $15, $150, or whatever, I guess, you know, you want to donate to a really, really good cause. And I'm pretty sure that... Um, Everyone that does donate to the cause will go into the draw to win a VIP day at the footy for you and yes, three absolutely. friends um, as a guest of the AFL and the Medallion Club for any home and away season match. So, Carlton fans out there, maybe that Carlton Collingwood game later in the year for a bit of redemption. I'm not sure. But, um, David, we appreciate all your hard work raising, I guess, awareness for a really, really good cause. We wish you all the best with your son, Cooper, as well, and for all the other people out there suffering from... Um, WPS as well. PWS. Um, PWS. Sorry. <laughs> and look, it's a rare condition. There's only you know one in twenty thousand births. Um, you know, it's just a freak of nature type thing. But um, yeah, and, and and with that, you know, people can you know donate a few shekels here or there or whatever. It's, it's all going for a very very good cause. I can guarantee you that. Absolutely, and yeah. Once again, we'll drop all the links in our socials, but. Head to pwsavic.org.au if you are tuning in, pwsavic.org.au to find out more and to donate and absolutely to get in the running to win that prize. David, thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. And more so than joining us today, we appreciate all the hard work you do. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. And, um, you know, for allowing me to come on and create a bit of awareness and, uh, and just as importantly, go the Mighty Blues. Go I mean, Blues. Second half of this year, yeah. Absolutely. Go Blues. David Reese jones there, a legend of the Carlton Football Club. He bleeds navy blue bolt, and I think that was evident. He cares so much about this footy club. He's done so many amazing things for this footy club that I didn't even know about. So um, I think we all have to thank David and really appreciate him taking the time once again to join us on this show. Now, Blue Baggers, once again, please head to pwsavic.org.au to find out more information about the Prada-Willi Syndrome Association and uh, donate now via their website. We will remind you once again that a VIP day at the footy is on offer for those who donate for you and three friends. So that can, once again, as Bolt said, that can be that Carlton Collingwood game on Friday yeah. night in a couple months. So, Everyone, we really encourage you to donate and get involved for what is an incredible cause. Once again, a big thank you to David for joining us today. And Bolt, thank you. No worries. We'll see you up in Sydney. Yes. Big Friday. Go Blues. Blues.